What's going on, friends? Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, today, I want to talk about the idea of training yourself for godliness and that we need to stop believing silly, irreverent myths. So back in the day, back when Paul roamed the earth and the book of Acts, and we have all these people in the Old Testament and, and the beginning of the New Testament, that, you know, we look back on, we watch them worship golden calves and and giant statues of Nebuchadnezzar and you know the we see all these things taking place and we say oh there's like that would never take place not in America not in the sophisticated 21st century we're smarter than that we've got all the technology and like the thing that Paul rallied against and raged against all through the book of Galatians was listen you guys are falling for the trap you're falling for the trap of a works-based system where you have to do something or be something or or you're trying to make yourself feel like you're doing better because uh, it's a works-based salvation. And so Paul kept pushing back. Listen, it's, it's grace through faith alone. It's grace through faith alone. And it's not anything other than pursuing Jesus above all else and, and pursuing holiness and righteousness and godliness. Um, 1 Timothy, I've got my Bible here, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Listen to this. Uh, interesting idea here in 1 Timothy chapter 4. He says, don't fall for something. So he's writing, this, this letter is from Paul to Timothy. He's writing this. He says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. This is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. He says, have nothing to do with silly, irreverent myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. It holds promise of the pre- for the present life and also for the life to come. And so the idea that Paul here is writing, and Paul has a consistent worldview all through the scriptures. Like, it's not... Don't do anything to try to motivate self or make self better or you be the better version of you or whatever that's, you know, whatever's being pushed in the text. He kept telling people in Galatians, who's bewitched you? The first first couple chapters of Galatians, he says, who's tricked you? Who's bewitched you? Who's changed your mind? Was it Jesus that persuaded you that you needed to be circumcised in order to get into heaven? That you had to do something to get into heaven? Wait, I thought it was you're saved by grace through faith alone. Who tricked you? And then he's telling Timothy, listen, don't believe the silly irreverent myths. And the sad thing is, in the world in which we live, go into any Christian bookstore right now. Go into any regular bookstore right now and find the Christian section. Look at the titles of the books. What do you see as a consistent idea? It's, it's a motivational self-help book, how to be a better Christian, how to be a better you or a better version of you. And it's Christianity is turned into this self-help ideology that revolves around us rather than revolving around the worship of Christ. Christ is the thing that makes us um, a better version of ourselves. He's not the end-all, be-all to be worshipped, but he is an end to a means, or he's a means to an end. He, he gets us to where we need to be in our pursuit of our, our financial goals or our purpose or you know whatever we need to find out. 
and we've fallen for the same kinds of traps. We've got different technology and different things at our exposal that are at our fingertips, but we are falling for the same kinds of tricks and traps that first century Christians fell for when it came to the idea of um, Christianity and what it looks like. Some people in the first century said, man, you gotta be circumcised in order to get into heaven, a works-based mentality. Um, the idea is you gotta do certain things, you gotta have this certain appearance, you gotta have this mentality. Um, go, I mean, just read some of the top rated books. Um, I've got a couple of them pulled up here. Um, relationship goals. And it's a book about how to have a better marriage. That's not a bad thing, but that's not the gospel. Um, another one is get out of your head. How to, how to change your mindset. How to have a different perspective on your life. Um, some of these, some of these titles are just insane. Um, how to live a better life. Win the day. The way the brave are. Stories that bind us. And the idea is just this, this journey of not cross-centered, gospel-centered, Christ-centered theology, but rather it is a narcissistic, how to be a better me? How do, how do I be a better man? How do I be a better woman? How do I be a better this? And that's never the gospel. So, you know, seven tips to having a, a healthy marriage. Those are good, but that's not the gospel. And so what we've done is we've deceived ourselves and we've fallen for silly, irreverent myths. And what does Timothy tell us to do? Timothy tells us, or what does Paul tell us to do in Timothy? Sorry. He tells us that what? We are to train ourselves in godliness. Like root ourselves in solid theological doctrine. Know the Bible above all else. Rather than pouring over a Joyce Myers book, which by the way, I'll, I'll never recommend Joyce Myers because... She's a heretic, but I mean, we got women that are just fawning over and pouring over Joyce Meyer stuff because, you know, she says certain things that make us feel good about ourselves, but that's, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're to train ourselves in proper godly doctrine. And when we train ourselves in a proper doctrine of the church and of the, of, from the Bible, it's going to change the way we walk. Paul also said in uh, Romans chapter 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I appeal to you, therefore, my brothers, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Worship. Do not be conformed to the world. So the idea is don't fall into the traps of the world. But what? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our minds? Engrafting the word of God into us. Reading, studying, pouring over the text. Then what? The renewal, by renewing your mind, that by testing, you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and what is acceptable and what's perfect. And then we're falling for the same kind of crazy, insane traps that, that the first century Christians fell for. The devil is wrapping the same idea of a works-based mentality in a, in, in a new, pretty, um, clean version of Tony Robbins. We've got guys like Stephen Furtick and Joel Osteen who are literally the same guy, just in a little bit different package with the same kind of, you're awesome, you could do this. You just need to get up and try hard. 
Christianity is not getting up and trying harder. Christianity is trusting and obeying what God has said before the foundation of the world. What's the old song? Trust and obey, because there's no other way, right? That we're never called to get up and white knuckle and try harder to make this thing a better Christian life. Like we're, we're called to fight against our sin and make war on our sin. That's what we're called to, make war against the sin nature that's in us. But we aren't to fall for silly, irreverent myths. But we're to train ourselves in proper doctrine. Train ourselves in godly doctrine. That's what we're to do. Get around older men, older women, and train ourselves in the ways of proper theology. And when that takes place, that, that changes your life. That transforms Romans chapter 12. That's how you get a transformed life is by renewing your mind and studying proper doctrine. Not studying in some sort of self-help guru. So what do we do? Train yourself in godliness today. That's what I'm calling on us to do as Christians. Train yourself in godliness. Study proper theology. Find guys like R.C. Sproul, John MacArthur, um, uh, John Piper, um, Kevin DeYoung, Steve Lawson. These guys that study God's word well. Like invest yourself in proper theology and proper theologians. And that's going to change your life. Guarantee it. Love y'all. Have a great week. You guys need to check out my friends at Outpost Coffee. They have an incredible caffeinated beverage that will not let you down. The warmer weather is here with spring. Go get yourself a cold false trail or a warm vanilla latte. Like you can't beat it. I mean, if you don't like the fancy stuff, just grab yourself a house drip. You can't beat it. Check these guys out at Outpost Coffee Co. Dot com. That's outpostcoffeeco.com.